Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Bear with me on this one, sore throat. <clears throat> Aiden Flint. Oh yes, it's Aiden Flint. He came to Stoke because we're skint. He turns so slow and he costs us goals. He <laughs> is so useful as concrete in golf holes. He's playing from <laughs> the back. He's really, really quite grim. I can't believe we let go of James Chester for him. Oh, yes, it's Aiden Flint. Aiden Flint. It wasn't the best performance from Aiden Flint. (laughs) Hello, I'm your host, Chris, and joining me to chat all things Huddersfield Town 3, Stoke City 1, are three lovely, lovely people. Tony, how are you? Hello. Nice to see you, Chris. Been a while. I'm I'm okay. I'm off my cake on painkillers, <laughs> and Excellent. very very warm. Welcome. So I'm, I'm so I'm I'm not the absolute peak of my powers. I'm also slightly distracted because I had to sign for Nottingham Forest today. Um, but uh, I don't think it will change much for me. <laughs> I'm excited to see what a Stoke podcast on Tramadol looks like, Tony. Uh, Dr. Matt, how are you? Are you well? I'm, I'm warm as well. I'm just, I'm just I'm tired already. Just, just, I thought, I thought I'd like last a bit longer before I just got that overwhelming sense of what is the point. But no, other than the football, everything's fine. And the weather is receding tomorrow. So yeah, I'm great. I'm great. Thank you, Chris. Uh, and David, I actually still have your hat in uh, that you left in my car <laughs> yesterday, so I will need to give you that back. Um, are you well? Are you well without... Now you're hatless, are you well? Nick Pope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd just oh. get a meme in there to get our younger crowd in. Uh, thank you, Chris. I was unaware I was hatless, but <laughs> God damn it, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what a what a weekend! <laughs> Football. Who would have it? Uh, gentle oh, folk. Three uh, one. <coughs> Huddersfield Town. A disappointing result for the Potters after being ditched out of the Carabao in midweek. Um, what's that this week? Oh, who even knows? Yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. I mean, listen. It's it. You alluded to it, Matt. It's gloomy out there the weather may be hot but there's a there's a storm coming and we're not talking about the lovely thunderstorm that is happening we are talking about oh oh it's poison isn't it the the atmosphere and people's patience you and me went to the game yesterday mr Callashaw, and we both left very angry um <laughs> Oh, just... I shouted at a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> you did shout at a policeman because because why the why the hell are you closing off a car park which like hundreds of fans have paid five pounds to use to let some coaches pass? Why can't the coaches sit in traffic with everyone else? What gives them the right? What gives them the special dispensation to say, oh no, uh, the cars are less valuable than the coaches? No, piss off. Just let the traffic go normally. And what? Or or, or or shut there. If 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 you want the coaches, you want the coaches to go right. Wait till they're ready and then block the car parks. Yeah. Don't don't shut us in for twenty five minutes in the heat, <laughs> where we have it. You know. It, do you know what? We had to sit with the air conditioning on, and it's it's that police officer's fault 
that we have polluted the atmosphere. So, yeah. yeah I can... Go on, oh. Tony. Go on, Tony. I was, I was, I was just, just going to say... <laughs> hey, well... Jinx, jinx. Tony, go. Okay. Um, I was just going to say the way you described that sounds like the, the ideal solution would to be to get whoever organised that whole parking thing and take them to Stoke and get them to improve ours a lot because it sounds a lot better than the Stoke <laughs> car parking release schedule. Matt, your turn to say the same thing. It was, yeah, it's similar. I was just going to say this is like, it's almost like a metaphor for what to tell Aidan Flint to do in a situation like, defensively. He's like, you got to, you got to let them, you got to let, you got to block them off, Aidan, but you got to, you got to also ensure there's a flow throughout the defence. You can't just stay in a box and expect thing, good things to happen, Aidan. You. 33-year-old professional footballer or however, I don't know how old he is. I don't, he I, I he don't took care. a ball in the face, to be fair to him, in the first half. He blocked, yeah, he blocked, he blocked goal of the season with that. Like, he was a cracking effort, but yeah, he went down. It, it badly affected him, though, didn't it? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, well, yeah, let's be kind and blame uh, that for, for what was mm, not the best performance, but not the best performance from pretty much everyone on the field yesterday. Um, oh, where, oh, where do you want to begin with this? Um, okay, just tell me thoughts, thoughts. Um, Matt, tell us what, what, what we, yeah. so I think in the last week, so the three games, so Blackpool, Morecambe, and Huddersfield, we've had a really stupid amount of shots, like a really seriously stupid amount of shots. I mean, we've not, we've not scored many, but. I don't think that's a problem. And I thought it would be a problem. The biggest problem appears to me, we're just so soft at the back. Like the, the goals are just so bad. Like every time Huddersfield came forward, it was like, oh, right, what's this player going to do to let them, you know, let them through or lose them on a corner? And it's just, yeah, it, you could you could lift up that game and superimpose it onto any one of the seasons in the past four years. And it, it wouldn't look out of place. You wouldn't say, oh, that's a really uncharacteristic performance or set of events a missed penalty <laughs> they go up the other end and score they go up the other end and score like straight away um yeah it's just a thoroughly depressing it, afternoon from a defensive point of view it, yeah. yeah it 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 feels like we've improved in two thirds of the pitch we've actually made some progress since last season to me like we're we're doing some interesting things we, we're actually creating stuff but it means literally nothing if you can't defend your back post and every single shot just goes in so we're, we're very, it very much feels like we're in Nathan Jones territory again, where we're, we're playing quite well and we're all right to watch and we lose 3-1 mm. to a shit team. Yeah. All the hallmarks are there. A sort of ropey English goalkeeper, um, players <laughs> trying to make a job of it at wing-back positions, but not really uh, doing what is required of them. Centre-halves who... Um, it, it, it was like Chris is correct in that there was no kind of good standout Stoke performer yesterday I would say but despite that I thought as a team we d- deserved to win and created en- enough chances to win and yet conversely we didn't deserve to win mm-hmm. because we keep kind of shooting ourselves in the fucking foot all over again there was Second half in particular, first half, 
meh, we have a penalty, but still very meh game. Very little happened uh, apart from their opening goal from a stupid corner. Second half, we play much better. We're much more front foot. We passed the ball really, really well. I noticed Gale and Brown dropping off a lot more to connect with the midfield. I noticed Baker coming forward more. And I noticed Tom Sparrow gradually gaining a bit more confidence, bringing the ball forward. Time and kept making run after run after run, as he uh, so often does. And was it was it his ball for Gale's offside goal? I think it was, yeah, think, um, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think, well, something like that. Yeah, so, so those things start to click. Uh, again, not that anyone's really shining, but those things are really, really clicking, at, you know, on the front foot. And that's been our problem with O'Neill is that we've not been a, a front foot team often enough, particularly away from home. And so we get an equaliser, a thoroughly deserved equaliser. And then we, it's all us. It's all us. It's all us. And then moment of self-defecation. <laughs> and then we, we've let them right back in it now. I'm not going to sit and defend O'Neill for everything because I thought the substitutions were made too late. As has been pointed out, it's a fucking baking hot day. Uh, we're all wearing black, which is a thing, apparently. <laughs> and, you know, we could he could have made those changes at 1-1. Imagine if he'd have brought Tyrese Campbell on at 1-1. That would have been a real kind of show to the fans. I think if he'd have brought Campbell on at 1-1, even if it doesn't change the system, people have gone, oh, you know what, fair play. Bring the striker on at 1-1. Shows he's, you know, he's not kind of just sitting by and expecting the result. Bringing him on at 2-1 smacks of shit. <laughs> and, and that's what it was. It was like, it was what I do on Football Manager if I'm 2-1 down five minutes ago, which shit, strikers on, hope for the best. Um, so, yeah, um, whilst I'm not going to defend O'Neill for that result, because Huddersfield are fucking garbage. Let's not let's not make any bones about that. I'm not going to defend him for uh, that performance. But oddly, it's a game we didn't deserve to lose which is just, this is so Nathan Jonesy. It's so Nathan Jonesy. Mm. And I don't know what to do about that. I, I'm, and this may be just still being annoyed about the game yesterday speaking, but I feel almost like you guys have been a bit too positive in terms of, because <laughs> uh, I don't believe we created enough chances. I think that all, anything we did create was, was a, <sighs> You understand what I mean if I say it may have been a chance, but it was shit. Like it was something or nothing. Like yeah, a, a lot of the really the half chances fell to Ben Wilmot. It, yeah, mm. or it's like people like like just because it's in the box doesn't mean it was particularly very very good. My issue, and I was saying this to you, Dave, yesterday, is that our and it's the same thing we've been banging on for six years. It's pedestrian. We are slow. We do. And I think we, I feel to say this every time I go to a game with you, Dave, and we score a goal. The goals come almost by accident for a fluke bit of play where we've gone, oh, sh- okay, we can play this quick. Oh, everything came together. Great. Awesome. Every, all the other time, it's slow. It's play around back five, which I get is retaining possession, but there's no movement. Mid- I agree with you in terms of the first half. I thought the first half pedestrian was exactly the way no, to no. describe it. But I thought, Particularly from the period from the equaliser to the disallowed goal, mm. I thought we were playing some really good football. Now that's not that's not long enough in the course sure, of the football sure, match. Sure, sure. But I thought that was the most exciting period, I thought. But, but I think what we what we do is we we have one way of playing, and that is ball goes back to Bursic, 
we'll, we'll kick it up long. No one will get it, but it will be, in, it's further up the pitch. Play, 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 play. Get it out wide to wing backs or cross it in. There's no mixing it up. There's no, we were saying, I was saying it yesterday, Brown and Gale on, whilst they're Brown's hold up plays, you know, all right. Like you want to be trying to get a ball through to those players. We're not playing it through midfield. We're just trying to get it out wide and, and in. And I mean, it just, it, I, I don't know. To me, it just kind of felt like when we did get the equaliser, I didn't feel like it was a, yeah, come on, we've we've been pushing for that. It kind of felt, he kicked it <laughs> and it went in and it was like a, okay, cool. Keeper probably should have done better. And I agree. I do think that in the minutes after that, we looked like a more attacking side and looked better. But I, I don't know. I've like Huddersfield was so poor, so very poor. And the fact that we looked even just an equal, equal side to them is very disappointing to me because uh, it just, I don't know. I don't feel like this is a, to use a term, a silly term, I don't feel this is a progressive team. It feels very scared and can't cope with a bit of pressure and feels really conservative. And I thought the fact that O'Neill was stood in a baseball cap yesterday was, <laughs> and we were hoofing it long, was very <laughs> poetic. I think, um, I think a lot of it comes back to the fact is under O'Neill, and this has been fairly consistent for pretty much all of his, at least his full seasons here, when we go a goal down, you don't expect us to really get back in the game. And then even if we do get back in the game, you don't expect us to hold on to it. What it, what it really reminded me of um, was the Derby game last year where we, uh, at home, where we were, we were pretty crap. Derby won 1-0 up and we equalised sort of late on. And there were about, I think there were about 10 minutes left and you just knew Derby were going to score again. Mm-hmm. You just knew it was going to happen. And, and even though we were having a lot of pressure after the goal, like Dave says, and I, I, I think we would, I, to be fair, I do think we were good value for the equaliser. I think, I think we did start to put together, you know, some, some decent, some decent play. But after that, it was just waiting for, waiting for the mistake. And now I, I, I wasn't at the game. I was watching from my residence in the British Virgin Islands, <laughs> um, <laughs> where I was able to watch the game on a stream. And um, the, the. The actual Sparrow mistake for the second goal, you, they didn't show that because they were too busy showing the a replay of the Gale offside. So yeah. it just cut oh. to the Huddersfield striker yeah. going in on Flint, Flint running like onto the goal line for some reason instead of trying to <laughs> stop the pass or yes. something. And then yeah, because there's there's a, there's, a, there's a still image where Flint runs to like the edge of the six yard box, stops, and then just does like a, a ninety degree turn. <laughs> It's almost like you, and just goes ha. Ah. He sort of runs back and he's like, "How can I get in Joe Bursic's <laughs> way the most effectively without stopping the ball going in the goal?" I know. Here I am. Now I'm here. Oh, he's gone past me and into the goal. I was yeah. in the way. Yeah. And then, and then, like you say, you just knew that. Yeah, it was. It is then a case of O'Neill going, "Oh, right, shit. We, well, I, 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 I fucked that up. Right, Ty, come on and, <laughs> and score a score a great goal for us." And then, obviously, we get we get caught on the break and. And it's 3-1 to fucking Jordan Rhodes. Come on. Like, what, what's going on? Like, Chris called up the minute he came on. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like, came on. Like, oh, well, we know he's scoring then. Yeah, it's just, oh, I don't know. It's just, I, I actually, um, when, we, when we were in the Premier League, I kept a list of 
<laughs> crap Premier League goal scorers against us. So, like, at the top of the list, you had, like, Chris Baird with his two goals oh, in the God. same game when he'd only scored, like, five career goals or James MacArthur somehow his three Crystal Palace goals, two of them are against us. Matty Lowton. Matty Lowton, yeah, Matty Lowton's 35-yard, yeah, wonder strike and all this kind of stuff. But in the Championship, I've sort Josie of... Josie Altidore since, scored against us, well. Josie Altidore did score against us. Like, I've been reticent to do it in the Championship because it's like, oh, you know, it's, you know... They're all kind of that. But like Rhodes is like the cardinal sin of the championship, isn't it, these days? So I can see yeah, to... you, you could list them all at the start of a season. You don't need to wait for it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cameron Jerome, last season for Luton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Ince for this season. Yeah. Or more likely his son. Uh, <laughs> it's just... I, uh, I, I, I think, I, yeah. It's just that the, the, they're just... I, I, I fully admit I'm probably just feeling a bit more negative about it than because I wanted a nice day out and, and it annoyed me. But I, it I was, the, we, were the most con- we were bad. The most concerning thing to me is something that we, we pointed out a couple, like five, a couple of pods ago about the right wing-back position where we said that we've got basically Tom Sparrow and uh, Clark... And then beyond that, we haven't really got anything else. And then Clark's gone down with an injury. So, right, Sparrow's in. Okay, great young player. Mm. Like, getting getting game time. But in the, the time he's had so far, he's just looked a bit, he's a, a bit scared. He's a and then obviously... Get, I, I, I don't, I, apparently by trade, yeah. But, I mean, he's he's only played right wing back for us, hasn't he? So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, um, it's just... Um, yeah, I worry about that because he's, yeah. he's a midfielder. Then he's he's getting hung out to dry a bit, but he's obviously shown enough at some point to be. I mean, we've chucked him in there. Dehaney wasn't on the bench, was he? So is he off somewhere? I, I don't know what's going on with him because it looks like we've got one one right back at the minute. So does that mean we hook Tom Edwards back? He's our only fit actual right back at this well, point. Well, well, right, but. Well, the issue is we've got Edwards out on loan, who clearly isn't part of O'Neill's plans. Tom Sparrow is not a right wing back, certainly not yet by any stretch. And Dehaney, we've agreed, is not a footballer. So when Harry Clark, who is only on loan, gets mm-hmm. injured, it makes a mockery of your recruitment, doesn't it? It really shows how weak we are in what is a key position in the 352. Mm-hmm. If it was like 352 was something we only played every 10 games or so, then you kind of excuse it a little bit. But the issue is we don't have a right wing back. We've got a left wing back. And by the way, you know, pray on all your saints that nothing happens to Josh. Mm. Um, we're, fu- we're fucked in that position as well. So, yeah, that happened in midweek, didn't it? Yeah. Jordan Thompson played there. Yes. Yeah, did. And apparently it was all right, but if Jordan Thompson and fucking Dehaney are our wing backs for any games this season, I'm fucking walking out of there. <laughs> I, I think. I mean, I think the whole the whole bat line was just rubbish. I, I mean, Taylor made a mistake. He missed the ball, didn't he, for the, the header? header. Yeah. But that I mean, is so I- shit. I'm sorry. Um, like I don't care how young you are, what level of the game you play at, missing a header and having a man free. Now, I say it's criminal, but I've just seen Chelsea leave Harry Kane free in the six-yard box <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the Premier League. So I'm like, how does this happen? Like, I know there's the zonal marking and things, but zonal marking doesn't mean like, oh, it's obviously heading towards the head of that player. 
guess 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 that's going to happen then. Um, it felt yeah, like it's if he crap. Been it's there. really crap defending. What's John O'Shea been teaching him? <laughs> <laughs> but if he, he hadn't been there, Bursic sees it. I th- I think where Bursic is, he just sees. I forgot his name. Taylor. Taylor. He sees him jump and he's like, okay, that's getting headed clear. And then the four foot eight player behind him who heads it in, he just doesn't see him. It's, and then some yeah. of the ball's coming directly at him, which is why he sort of flaps as it goes past his face. But you, uh, and to, to be to, fair, yeah. five of our back six are under 20. So I, that, again, is not doesn't sound like ideal recruitment if like I'm, I'm all for playing the kids I think it's good but when when we literally can't defend any balls that go past I mean just before they scored there was another corner that literally bounced in the middle of a six-yard box and everybody just missed it and it's like if anybody connected with that even if they missed that would have had a very high xg which would have put their xg much higher than it would have been otherwise it's just we we can't defend at all no. And our only but, experienced defending options are 50 and shit. But my my other option, and again going back to what we were saying, like we we are we play out from the, the back with the with the defenders, which would be great, but Ben Wilmot can't pass. Aiden Flynn was playing all kinds of crazy shit yesterday. Um Sparrow, as we say, bless him, just I I I'm I'm don't want to go in on the young, on the young lads and you know, but he's just not good. <laughs> it just wasn't. He, he had he was he was definitely better in the second half, but he was just he hung out to dry quite a bit. Um, just I, yeah, they're just not very good, and oh, it just blows my mind. Blows my like Aiden Flint, man. My um, uh, Dave, you'll know. I uh, have a colleague who's a Huddersfield Town supporter who was in the little bit with the fake ultras with a little drum. Oh, look at us! Oh, <laughs> we like the Palace ultras. Oh, love us! Um, but, sorry. <laughs> anyway, pathetic. <laughs> uh, um, and no, but he texted me afterwards and said, "Oh, that big lad in midfield with the long hair." He's a bit shit, isn't he? Like, oh no! Like even like the Huddersfield fans are looking at him, going, "Oh shit, he's alright." Like, ah, it's he just he did not have a good game. Did not have a good game at all. The, um, the funny thing about we've been, we've been saying that we don't create. You say Ben Wilmot can't pass, and I broadly agree. But also, we've been saying we we never really create anything other than fucking about for a bit and then getting it out to one of the wingbacks. The only time we create anything other than that is usually Ben Wilmot running forwards and then trying either an amazing through ball that's absolutely pinpoint and brilliant or a shit one that just bounces behind him off one of their players. But it, it feels like he's our only other creative outlet and he's... That's not his job. I like I like him a lot, but like his job really he, should be different. He kind of yeah yeah. He either for me he really struggles with what seem like simple passes, but then his ball like some of his yeah. balls are absolutely ridiculous. Like there was one there was one last week at Blackpool where it was like oh my god what a pass, and it's like you know it's um but then yeah he'll he'll mess up a really simple yeah and ten yard pass to like Laurent or something. It's like Shoot, yeah shooting it like. <laughs> Shooting and passing, he's like a 40-yard player, isn't he? He's like, he's either 40 <laughs> yards or he's nothing. Yeah, it's, um, but um, just on the recruitment thing, it, it's, 
I've, I've been I've been watching the the uh, meet the manager night again a few times just to sort of remind myself of what what was said and just just to hurt yourself just to hurt myself a bit more because I, I I made a sort of long winded philosophical thread about what what are we actually doing as a football club and and what are we you know, doing you what are we doing and how it it I it doesn't matter who's manager there's clearly something that doesn't work mm. and mm. At, at that they were they were very confident in their recruitment and and whatnot and but even there they say that Tom Sparrow is the backup to Harry Clark who's on loan and that that just doesn't seem like a if there's one area you want depth in this system yeah it's in it's in the 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 wing back department and it just seems that without without their chief marshal that the chickens are coming home to roost you know without <laughs> without joe to corral them into the pen they are they are coming home to roost in the bet 365 stadium and all uh, all Joe could do is is let them go and go to Swansea. He's abandoned us with his chicken coops, and it's just I don't know. See, I was going to do a bit about how we've gone shit because Joe Allen's gone, and I decided against it just because even I don't like Tom's not here. So where's the fun in it, really? But yeah, it's not just true. just it's just for Tom's benefit. I am going to mention that Oxford uh, Swansea game where Swansea were two 0 up, and Joe came <laughs> on with twenty minutes to go, and they lost. Uh, just for Tom's benefit. I think you you hit on the head. My thought is, like I I, I like O'Neill as a as a human being. He's been a great detective. I enjoyed the audio drama, yeah. but I, I don't believe that O'Neill is like going to be the person to take this club up. I don't. Like, I, I I do think time is ticking away now for him. But saying that, I've had the same issues for six years. It isn't just Michael O'Neill's fault. So get rid of him. But I do not trust this club to get a replacement in that's going to work. Like old people saying, oh, we should get Deitch in. And oh, I, I just, we're not, we're just not going to be good. Like, don't matter. Don't matter who you get. I, I try not to think about the manager situation because what happens is we, we always go around in this circle and I always end up thinking, well, the only person I'd really want is Nathan Jones back and that's not going to happen. And also I'd be killed by 80% of Stoke fans just to make it slightly more bearable for them. Um, but every time I think about the manager situation, I just remember about Graham Potter and I get really fucking angry. And just mm. just just if we'd done that, Admittedly. Well, Lambert banned ketchup though, though, didn't he? So, well, yeah, There's because that. you can't can't What's... be having fun. But if like, <laughs> it fucking oh, it <laughs> breaks that. me every time I really consider it because he really wanted to come and he was clearly really good. But then on this alternate timeline, is absolutely possible we would have broken him in about four months and he'd be at Tranmere or VFL Osnabrück or something now. <laughs> so. Pfft. Fuck it, it doesn't make any difference. I've got a theory about the subs. Go on. Which remember Corinthians and how they didn't accept penalties. <laughs> yes. I think I think there's an unwritten but very fucking obvious, if you watch us, Stoke rule where we will not make a sub until it's too late to affect the game. Because it's, it's like they didn't accept penalties because they consider the ref is always right. We don't make changes when they can affect the game because it's it's only really sporting to stick with your orig- original lineup. And if it's not working, well, you should have done better. Shouldn't you? you should have picked a better side at the start of the game. And because it's 
as with missing penalties and being a bit shit, it doesn't matter who the manager or the players are, does it? It's mm. just Stoke. It's, mm. it's, with the with the manager thing, I I just don't even really give it much thought because they're not. I don't think they're going to sack him. I, I, he's got what a season left on his contracts, unless we're like bottom at the World Cup. They're not going to sack him. Why would they, Why would yeah? you? You like, under, you underestimate the bitterness that is the Stoke fan base. There was the toxics. There was audible booing in the away end at halftime, which um, incidentally. Was it hilarious? Was hilarious. Sorry, Chris. Sorry, Chris. Just to interject, um, there was audible chance of your getting sacks in the morning when we were trailing at Barnsley away last season. Yeah, um, this is yeah. This is this is the thing. It's been going on for ages. Yeah, yeah. All right, carry on, Chris. No, no. You're. I mean, you're right. You're right. But at some point, it gets too noisy, even for the coats. Like, I don't. It took them a long time for Mark Hughes to be gone, but they still succumbed to pressure. Like at some point, I mean, it depends on results. Obviously, it does. Like O'Neill might win the next two games. This is the thing: you don't know what Stoke's going to mm. turn up. It's it, it, which is the frustrating thing because we were so bad yesterday, but it, it isn't like you could see us. Oh well, we're going to be losing every game. You can see us winning for you, and it's. So annoying. Yeah, well, this this I think is the thing. I think that there is not currently a huge ambition within the next two to three seasons to see Stoke promoted. We're very much adopting the mindset of, oh, that would be great if that happened, but I don't think there's going to be a concerted effort, especially with the financial fair play things and yada, yada, yada. Now, are, are we not going to be promoted because we can't spend our way up? Or are we not going to be promoted because we don't have the sort of um, sort of acumen and ambition to achieve that? I think it's a little little column A, little column B. Like I, I think we can, sh- you know, shout Mon out all we like. Mm. I think, as has been said. Again, if we are mid-table, if we're about 15th in November, December time, then I don't think that's going to really um, worry the coaches at all. I think we're pretty much as expected for the season. I don't think anyone higher up really has got ambitions of us finishing close to the top six this season. I think there has been a huge re- recalibration of we've still got to sell big wage players, we've still got to work on a budget, we've still got to um, try and maintain this kind of core fan base, which I'm quite amazed, to be honest, mm. that we're getting these crowds. I know it was a, mm. it's the school holidays in August and all the rest of it, but to get the crowds we are for Blackpool and Huddersfield, home and away crowds, that's f- some fucking effort, considering mm. how much we all hate football, hate the manager, and hate each other. It's 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 some fucking going that we're all still turning up. Yeah. Oh my god. There are um, there are a thousand at Morecambe as well, weren't there? I like, know, you know, idiots. Yeah, like you know. Um, <laughs> on the free coach. I was in Paris. It was brilliant. <laughs> well, I mean, um, <laughs> I just Everyone's in fucking Paris at the minute, apart from me. Yeah, let's go to Paris, Tony. Apparently it's cooler, so... It is. It Nothing's is. cooler than being on this podcast, Tony. <laughs> you know it. Um, I, yeah, no, it's... 
rubbish. It's a bit rubbish, isn't it? It's just a bit rubbish. I, I, on I, the, I, um, yeah. On the on the again, just because I'm a masochist and I watch that meet the manager thing. Um, Coates is asked like, "Oh, John, what is so?" When we went up, we had a three year plan and then a five year plan. What is the what is the plan for now? And he just goes on this big waffly answer and he's like, it finishes with. We just want to be the best club we can be. No, it's like, no. Well, oh, it's like, no. Well, it, well, that doesn't mean anything, does it? I'm, you know, that's fine if we get just relegated. Just be yourself. Like just be yourself. If you get, yeah, if you get nervous, fine. It, it works. That works when you've been relegated, as did the letter about, you know, we've learned all these lessons. It doesn't work when you finish 16th, 15th, 14th and 14th oh. for the last four seasons. Watched a club who we came back down with get promoted and relegated within that space <laughs> and then watch Swansea reach the playoff final and they've been the playoffs, you know, reached the playoff twice. It doesn't work anymore. What? We're actually like, working what? on a lot of self-care as a club right now. <laughs> I think if, if we if we do up our club bar, that's just going to make us feel better. And we're not going to get bogged down with all this results and transfers and <laughs> league position stuff. Because that's bad energy, right? Okay? It's toxic mm. energy. We don't need that in our lives. We just need good vibes. Good, good vibes. vibes. Who's to, show, who's to show say? Ground. Who's to say that if you don't hire more people, you make more money? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? That's called capitalism, baby. <laughs> when they like have a, assuming they have a meeting at the start of every season. Lol, no, they don't. But do you, what when they sit down with O'Neill and they like say, right, well, what's the plan for this season? Do you think they have like a positional like? place that they want or do you think i don't think they ever have a meeting john i think, said, I think I, they I start every meeting like every podcast we ever start which is to go, <laughs> wow. go and john and john coates does a little rhyme <laughs> <laughs> then they wheel peter in and he goes oh hello i think we should sign more strikers old ones <laughs> The oldest ones you've got. <laughs> and we do. Every we fucking do, yeah. year. Yeah. We sign an old striker who would have been really good 10 years ago. It's that, um, it's that scene in The Simpsons where Burns invests all his money into, like, hats. <laughs> like, 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 invest, invest in Duncan Ferguson now. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were going to say it's like the, um, the baseball episode where, he's, where he points, points to the players whose photos are in black and white. We've got Dixie Dean, Freddie Steele, yeah. William Fatty folks. Uh, uh, actually, Peter, some of those players have been dead for several years now. Well, they, they, they allegedly meet once a fortnight or something as part of this new technical board nonsense. <laughs> Around uh, the fucking cauldron and they all yeah, in rhyme. Where, <laughs> where John... Um, sits and is so it's a four man board apparently. And he he said that the, the aim <laughs> three was three witches and one is Hecate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the aim was we want a strong challenge for the playoffs, which can mean anything from seventh to 18th in this league. In reality, well, we're technically not like, out you know, of the like, playoff race, yeah, this, so yeah, this counts, yeah, right? Yeah, so this is what I mean. Like, it's a very it's very non committal, isn't it? It's not playoffs, it's a oh, strong challenge, Mike, if you can. Mm. Don't if worry, it... though. <laughs> like, there's no... I just feel like we, there's no ramifications for where we finish. We, we finish in a position that's like, all right, yeah, go again. 
might yeah, work I this time. Bo- but... Bottom three, they, they'd worry. But otherwise, I don't think. I think it feels like they're waiting for Tony Scholes to sort out FFP for us so we can start reusing our cheat code and just chucking money at old players. I hope this time it works, which is also the reason that, in my opinion, the Coates family are on that pedestal because they are our cheat code because we've got fucking loads of money and it doesn't help us now, but they're pretty much the only hope we have of if we did get sort of back in the prem of competing above, well, anywhere above being a shitty bottom half provincial fucking championship club, which is what we are. And we stopped being that of a minute because we pissed away our money when we briefly had some, well, Gary Rowett did. And so, yeah, we were oh, bollocks. I forgot where I was going with it, but I'm, I'm just, it's, it's shit, isn't it? But it'd be nice if 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 Tony Scholes fixed the rules on FFP and then we just spent loads of money mm. and then we could fail in a different and interesting way. We we are what we are. If you don't like it, like it. there's the <laughs> I just, yeah. Uh, are we overreacting <laughs> to, to what was... A really I, shitty performance, but I think, I think we're underreacting. Yeah, I, I think on a game, if you look at it on a game to game level and you just took the games in isolation, probably yes. But you've got to, it's the context of the last six years mm-hmm. that goes on top of it. You know, it, it's so loaded with everything that we've basically been let down for since they didn't let Hughes go at the end of 16 17 because. Yep deserves time quote you know he earned, earned the right for time which you don't, just doesn't isn't a thing in football if you <laughs> crap you need to go like you know he, good, he good deserved he deserved time if he was like specifically allergic to the herb time <laughs> and you like throwing it in his face and saying get away from my club you shit man yeah and it's just and it's just now it's just i think it every every game that we get this sort of up and down thing like we we had that really stupid period where like, we didn't score three goals in a game. And then the stupid period now where we've not gone five games unbeaten for seven years or something. It's not, you know, it's, it's crazy the amount of crap that's happened in the last six years. And I think on a macro scale, I think we are pretty placid because if you think about how established we were and how now cemented in the fucking bottom half of the championship we are it's crazy like See, you'd look at a, you'd look at a club like that and think god what the f- bloody hell's gone on there who's running that see i think we're so we're so pissed at the last 6 years that we're overly pissed at o'neill not that o'neill shouldn't be criticized for any of that but you can't be like you can't remonstrate your anger at the game at a concept or at a general downward trend you can't shout at that you can shout at the manager you can call for the manager to go that is a direct action that you can participate Mm. in you can't say let's gradually reverse the six-year decline you can't you can't be (laughs) you can't be angry at the concept of the last six years Mm. you can't be you can't kind of shout oh um steady financial mismanagement out um (laughs) it's just it's too nebulous and it, the factors are too long-term. It'd be like kind of um, at the start of the First World War, like 
you know, instead of <laughs> instead of executing Gavrilo Princip, you execute the the arms race or the colonialism. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. So Bam you go drops. after the guy that started. You know, the, you, you go after the guy holding the gun. Um, oh man, there's there's a metaphor for you. The concept um, of nations feed the concept of nations and borders <laughs> for the hippos. Have we already done that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no you you are you are right and i think i mean i think we i don't know if we said it on here or if it was before we even recorded but like social media is a horrible place stoke wise at the moment mm. and i think it is just six years of people just being annoyed and yeah you you uh you, you find frustration in everyone else and people are just arguing and mm. some people are everyone... fucking cunts as well. That. <laughs> um, but it's Twitter. Twitter is a curse. Well, yeah, Don't go yeah. On it. there, there the is that. And you know, um, what is, what is happening is people are, uh, you know, um, judging other sets of oh no i'm not no i'm because i did that um i'm gonna see how see if i can phrase this correctly people are sort of grouping bunches of fans together and calling them names uh so it's it's the it's the woke podcast brigades that have been mad being bad because we're we're mean about joe allen or something you know i can't fucking be bothered with this and there's a whole lot of subtweeting and tweeting at people and uh people getting unnecessary shit for no reason people really like you know uh getting messages to the effect of oh i've seen you in real life and this 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 and this and kind of making this a real fucking cesspit where as i said before our anger should be directed Mm. or well, sorry, our anger can't be directed at what's the underlying causes of this. Instead, our anger is being directed at the manager, at the players and at each other, which is shit and unfortunate. But I'm sorry, if you're going to just throw spurious shit out about our podcast, then we've got a fucking right to to say you're being a bit of a cunt, to be honest. Um, But it's not even the stuff that they say about us that's happening. Uh, It's the people who are getting added and just kind of getting linked to this podcast when they're not even linked to this podcast, which is okay. hilarious because we're all woke, aren't we? So first of all, uh, Tom, uh, using the word woke as an insult is pathetic. Grow up. And uh, Andy, Andy, I think it was. Um, yeah. Next time you insinuate that someone's a bad person because they have a vague connection to this podcast and fucking swivel. Um, I can't be asked with it. Can't be asked with it. So, you know, there we go. I'm not subtweeted. Oh. I think that's their names. If I've got their names wrong, then frankly, I don't give a shit. It's sort, oh, it's sort of nice that the the people who, the right thinking people who are trying to be either positive or just like have sensible thoughts about this, who aren't attached to us in any way, are the ones getting called out by the cunts saying, oh, podcast friends. And it's like, well, I, no, it's nothing to do with us. They're just, they've just got decent opinions. So, I think, I think as well, like, I don't think anyone could listen to this particular episode tonight and say, oh, that's the pro O'Neill podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that's, well, the, that's. I the... think <laughs> they don't listen to it, Matt. That's the thing. It's not that's for it, yeah. them because we're not for cunt. Well, the other people. Thing, it's, it's just, it's just the grouping of like. 
oh, you see, you you have that opinion, therefore you are the the woke lefty Stoke person, and you, if you, but but it's tied it's tied to your footballing opinion, which is so fucking nebulous and weird. If mm. you're like O'Neill mm. in or like were supportive of O'Neill, you're one of the podcast lot, and then if you're like really vociferously O'Neill out, then you're some other group. I don't know. Uh, but it's just it's I'm so... old and I like Charlie Adam. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? We've got, got we've me. Got a I'm the cunt. We've got a token one on. Um, Idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm just, you know what? If you're gonna, you know, have a pop at someone for their opinion, fine. But I'm getting sick and tired of the fucking illusions and the subtweets and the fucking mm. uh, just. Yeah, if you use woke as an insult, that's a sign of you know you've gone down a fucking rabbit hole so i'm not even going to bother with that but it's just my god my god have we really stooped to this level but here i go here's me on my ivory tower high horse i'll be called condescending because i disagreed with an opinion no i don't disagree with your opinion i disagree with how you express that opinion which in my view is pathetic you can't <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say to that. Stay off social media. It's just shit. Like, don't get this on the YYY files, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Ben. Can I just, can I just, right, can I, yesterday at the football, and Dave will attest to this, half time, <laughs> some people behind us are booing. We turn around, Tom Throw is there with his family. <laughs> Two sets of people. In front of him and behind him, he's arguing with them. His hands are going around. They're, they're, they're across at him. He's clearly telling them off for booing. They're all arguing and it's all going off. To the right of them, Ben Rowley of YYY is sat pleasant as anything. Just like having a lovely day out. The Not duality of Stoke fan right there. He's just, he's just having a nice time, even though the football's bad. <laughs> it was just I mean that's the one thing I will say oh. never never say of Tom Thrower of this parish oh he's a keyboard warrior he wouldn't fucking do this in person no he would <laughs> that's what he, was, he was arguing with everyone around him he was in the pub quite some way before us though Chris I, I will say that. if anything the keyboard holds him back yeah. <laughs> but no it's I mean like you know my opinions. I, I like. I, I'm on Twitter, but it's it's just not. It's not good for anyone's like health to be so angry at each other. And uh, I, remember, there's a minority of people on Twitter, and even then, a smaller minority who are expressing opinions and getting cross at each other. And like I was saying it yesterday, there are there are numerous like Twitter people you know. And seeing them at the game yesterday, it was like seeing your real-life TV characters in real life. It's it's that type of thing. But there, are, it's a small group. It's like, oh look, there's Ben Rowley. Yeah, we, we you know we know Ben Rowley anyway. But that type of thing, like everyone else, probably don't give a shit about your Twitter about a Twitter beef. And you know, I don't either. So let's just, I mean, ah, people are just knobs to each other. Let's just stop it. It goes. It's the it's the Paul Warren thing, isn't it? From this from this yeah. week where he oh it was, where he was so yeah, like he's so it, where he was where he just came on and was basically just like it's shit. Don't it's use like, it. Yeah, 
I don't like it. I'm the best manager in the football league. Please hire me Stoke City and I'll turn you into a yo-yo no. club between the Premier League and oh, the Championship. No, no, no let's not ruin Paul Ward. so much better than I was. Yeah, what Chris said. Let's not what ruin him. He's he. What I like tell you what I like about Paul Ward is that he um, doesn't want to be a football manager. <laughs> no, he, does, he definitely yeah, doesn't. He, 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 does, he, doesn't. he right. hates it so he, much. He he got given the job at Rotherham. Yeah, he got given the job at Rotherham because it was like, well, you just be a temporary guy. Yeah, fuck it. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. And then he's kind of just been there for several several years because it's like. Yeah, I'll I'll do the job here. I don't really want. I'm not bothered about being a manager, but I'll just help you guys. So yeah, let's not let's not ruin. He's, he's still got it written in that he can go back if it, if it all falls apart. He can yeah. go back to being a fitness coach there. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's lovely. Which is he, nice. We, yeah. Why why would we wish Stoke City upon such a nice, competent man? That's it. That is it. He's yeah. No, let's not ruin anyone else. <laughs> um, are we are we feeding anyone to hippos this week? <laughs> Anyone in Joe Barbieri's mentions? <laughs> um, Stoke City Football Club. We we do have a, a, a DM from Joe Richards who says Stoke fans who say they want TP back feed them to their foes and Ooh. their baseball caps. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> is baseball that, cap. Is that an baseball Im- cap. Is that- hang on, hang on. This is perfect. TP in his baseball cap. O'Neill wearing a baseball cap and being bad, and me losing mine in Chris's yep. car. I yep. think baseball caps are going in. This baseball baseball caps are being fed is to there, the clothes. Is there genuinely still a? a, a, a I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not really surprised, but is there genuinely still a bring Pulis back camp? Like, there genuinely, will always be. There will always that, be a few. Yeah. It's been insane. It's been like, ten years. It's been ten like, years since he left. They're like, like those guys who want us to kind of, you know, abolish the penny or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's sweet, but you know, who? What? That's not going to happen. So just shut up. <laughs> like, they're like oh. the Lib Dem, I guess. It's like, oh, it's cute <laughs> that you want that, but shut up. <laughs> oh, there we go going after liberals going after my own demographic ah. <laughs> liberal democrats with baseball caps in, into the into the into the hippo tank <laughs> Vince Cable in a baseball cap is a frightening thought oh dear me I feel ranted out yeah. and my voice is going gentlemen um, is there any other business you would li- like to discuss uh, Man United, lol. Um, <laughs> that was the one thing that made us really happy on the car journey back home, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was so. Oh, that was so good um, because I was getting the score updates as Chris was driving. I was like, oh, they're two up, ha ha ha, three. <laughs> <laughs> that was the exact noise as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was. It was. It's just been too hot. It was too hot yesterday. Oh, so hot. It was just. It was just too too much too much um it was nice that we were in the shade in the Huddersfield away end but apart from that uh, rubbish in it yeah uh hell is other people yeah mm. a bit of Sartre there for our uh, <laughs> intellectual crowd right I have nothing more to say of this. Uh, any, yeah, no, nothing else. Nothing else to declare. No, I think yeah. the only, the only point of order I wanted to point out was I haven't been to the football on a bus since nineteen ninety six. No, 
Oh. Or a coach. I've got a rail card. Well, you would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, no, no Dave travel diaries uh, this week, but I, I, I went to, as, as mentioned, I went to Paris where I've been, and uh, <laughs> it's it's nicer than Huddersfield. I will say that. Bruges as well, I went to Bruges. Uh, How many Barcelonas out of five? Yeah, what's the Barcelona oh, rating? Oh, five. That's five Barcelonas. Bruges gets five wow. Barcelonas. Paris, four and a half Barcelonas, I think. Um, the, the Swans are still there. It's great. Everyone go to Bruges. Don't go to the game. Go to Bruges. That is my advice. Everyone... Are you wearing Are you wearing our Carl Hoofkins FC shirt? No, no, I'm not. Oh. It's just a shirt that is a rip-off of it that my okay. uh, 11 side team wears. Okay. <laughs> I did buy a Red Star Paris shirt, which is way more uh, chic and hipster. Oh, God, I am exactly what they say I am. Oh, no. <laughs> so that's the clincher. <laughs> oh, God, just the moment of self-actualisation where is, oh, I am a prick. Um, I'm, I'm wearing a cycling team T-shirt, so... Yeah. Mm. That, was, that, was, that was that was Mama's team, wasn't it, Red Star Paris? Paris were they? Probably. Yeah, they were his first club, I think. Oh, should have got, yeah, should have got go. his the, name on the back. Personal. Oh, and his, his son Sol played for the under 18s the other day. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. So got a, yeah. So that's that's a nice note to finish on. Mm, lovely. Yeah. yeah. A lovely thing. A lovely thing. Right. Well, yes, we've ranted for for long enough. I think we should call this call this a, a, a day. Um, should we be, should we come back midweek? That sounds like something we should do, doesn't it? We've got Borough midweek, haven't we, as well? Yeah, oh, yeah. brilliant. Can't one of the can't, one of the few teams below us who haven't won yet. Can't, oh well, guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guess we're gonna change that one. Hey, cool. Um yeah, yeah. Tony, thank you. It's lovely to speak to you. Football. Nice to see football. It's bloody shite. Dr. Matt. Lovely as very always. Ca- very, very cathartic evening, gentlemen. Thank you. It always is. It always is. It's <laughs> what I like about these sessions. It feels like a therapy session, just to <laughs> vocalise what it is we think. Um, Dave, I'll, I don't know when I'll bring you your hat, but it'll be at some point, okay? Although I might just throw it to some hippos. This is <laughs> this is Stoke City we're talking about. Stoke City Football Club. <laughs> this is Stoke City we're talking about. Bet three six five Stadium. Stanley Matthews, Gordon Banks, Stoke City. Historic town on the River Trent. <laughs> <laughs> right, everyone, have yourselves a nice week. Enjoy the thunderstorms as they approach. Uh, we Thunder. will be back. <laughs> we will be back midweek, probably, perhaps. Who knows? Um, until then, <laughs> stay safe. Bye bye for now. Go on, Stoke, please. Just do something nice for one. Bye bye.